0: Welcome to authentic conversation with Kim. Today I wanted to discuss compatibility. And it had to do with it has to do with being harmonious and being compatible with Someone or a group of people being able to have your gifts be complementary to others' gifts and vice versa, and having your spirits being compatible and is it difficult to find compatibility and is it necessary to be compatible in order to be successful, in order to thrive, in order to win? And is the opposition or incompatibility a part of it, and learning how to deal with the incompatible parts? I think about how methods and values like we can have the same we can have different methods and be okay but if we don't value the same thing then that's a problem because based on what you value is what's gonna drive you to things so what drive you to do things So if you don't value companionship or time or money or the person, then it's not going to work, right? And irrespective of whether or not your methods may be different in how you um, get things accomplished and done. As long as it gets done, people are going to do it differently. But as long as it gets done, I guess that matters, right? That's what matters again getting done. And so one of the things I was thinking about was compatibility. in relationships. Then I was also thinking about time and how things change. And people change. And then I always come back to, you know, it's been so much time and things really haven't seemed to change, but they have, right? We've gone through different seasons as far as the weather's concerned, different seasons in regards to life situations and circumstances and how they're supposed to change us. And I'm always thinking about being better And I find that, and I've said this before, that you can have a bad moment within a good day. And today, I feel like I had a bad moment. And I'm not thrilled about it by any means because I don't like bad moments, especially when they generate from me. Trying to figure out, I guess, damage control. But then when I think about it, it wasn't really that bad. But then it's all about perception, right? And how one would um, manipulate it. And I was talking today about being a bigger person. And I talked about it yesterday. That's the reason why I was talking about it today. Because it was so... um, close in proximity to thoughts and what had been discussed and I think about how we always have to be the bigger person because that one time when we're not the bigger person It seems like it erases everything from being a big person. Which I'm sure it doesn't, but it just seems like that. It seems as if you've been a bad person the whole time. And this is the person that just actually came out, right? And it's like, no. It's not with you. It's not... do I say this? It's more like it's more like being a repeat offender and I hope in people's view of things that they're considering that like when they do that list of pros and cons right, good and bad Because we're allowed to have a bad moment within a good day. And I feel as if because people are having bad days and maybe good moments that they're trying to ha- let you have or help you to have bad days and good moments as opposed to a bad moment in a good day. And in my situation, in my instance, it's like <sighs> a repeat offender. And they we're talking about judging and judgment. And we've already talked about that. You know, it's reserved for God. And we don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in and you sit and wonder how long will someone continuously do what they do and you feel like you're victimized and then you're taught not to be a victim or not to have the victim mentality or not to be weak. But then when you rise up and aim to defend yourself, it goes to how you defend yourself. And then as a believer, it's like you're not even supposed to defend yourself. Like Jesus says, turn the other cheek. You know, if they ask for your coat, you give them the other one. If they actually walk a mile, you walk too. Forgive. Seven times 70, something like that. And so you're perceived to be weak when you don't. And it's like, it's this pressure to not be victimized, to not be assaulted, to not be insulted, to not have your name aligned or your character maligned. And then it gets to the point, it's like, so what, if that's what you want to believe, if that's what you want to do, whatever, you get tired of feeling like you're even victimized or... The fight. And as a believer and a person of faith, we're taught not to fight. Everything goes against the fight. But then you have that you know, you go and take back that which the enemy has taken, you go into his camp, and all that. And then, so then I think it goes to discerning and then hearing from the spirit of. God, as to what to do, and sometimes it's just so much going on that you can't hear, and you have to be still in a moment of time to hear. And even that, you question, Am I hearing correctly? Is this what I'm supposed to do? And then again, is it hands off? A beautiful song by Yolanda Adams saying the battle is not yours it's the Lord's and how do you negotiate with that when you're actually in the process of everything and you're physically on the battlefield and so even as I'm speaking and you think about Gideon where he heard explicitly is it explicitly he heard from God telling him how to form his army in order to win a battle that seemed totally unwinnable. Is that a word? I don't know if that's a word. And so I I wrestle with. Some of this stuff, which I'm sure other people do. But I'm opening the conversation because hopefully through it, there'll be a revelation for me, a revelation for you, in regards to how do you deal in combat. Because if we're taught to put on the full armor of God, which is in Ephesians chapter 6, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and... Wickedness and all this stuff that, you know, everyone discounts when it's not them. And then when you talk about it to people who are not in the Bible and not reading, it's like, you need more. Who's them? What's that? What's they? What do you mean wickedness? What do you mean wretched? What do you mean? And then it's like not giving it. Room to grow because then the more you think about it the bigger it becomes or don't tell God about your problems tell your problems about your God and you get all of this stuff and I just have to figure out for me what weapon if you will do I use when it comes to the word of God and when it comes to the things of God when it comes to dealing in combat that is clearly about God and about me and whomever because I figure when people say like God created people for a reason and he created us to have a relationship with him and so These stories that I mentioned and the stories that you read and the Bible that you read and the sermons that you hear are about people and their relationships with God. And so how can we discount the people when God created them for us, rather? And the compatibility part fits in. Because in compatibility, there needs to be connection for momentum, for movement, for progress, for harmony. And that is what the goal is and the aim is for life, I would think, but again, I could be wrong because even in my life and in my life in my time right now, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out some things that I could have told you maybe five years ago that I had figured out already. And somehow things have changed. And now I'm back to the drawing board. And wanting to get it correct. Wanting to get it right. Wanting not to lose another five years or ten years of my life. Because of incompatibility. And not having the same values and not respecting the methods and understanding God and how he decides to work with us and what's the greater good And dealing with War War in yourself What says our members They're warring right War with people And Not as if It shouldn't be it exists there's war going on and nobody wants to lose although we know how it ends but in the process it's like you know the process of it when you think about the wars that have happened like actual wars that have happened you have these different battles and you win some and you lose some but ultimately to win the war there has to be a level of strategicness knowing your opponent and knowing your enemy or knowing the enemy. And I think with Gideon there was was fear because it seemed so big and it's like you want me to do what? You want me to use what? You want me to get rid of what? Because we that all the time is numbers, right? And so, when I realized when my numbers are getting shorter and shorter and shorter, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you don't want to lose anybody, you don't, you really don't want to lose anybody. But when he asked who could do this and who could do that and who was really gonna stand, it was about who really trusted God to use the unusual, the strange, the obsolete, the not regular items that you would actually bring to a war to win. And so when I think about the story, it's like, that's crazy. You want me to do what? times things that may seem so strange or uncomfortable or weird or God uses those things. And again, it's predicated on whether or not we take these stories to be actual, factual stories or even if you took it as a fable, just the thought of an ordinary person using something so odd it would have to be God that would come into the situation to bring victory and so when I'm thinking about I don't know why I ended up in Gideon's business. But I don't seem to be able to escape my thoughts on how God is going to do this for me and for you. and that might not even be my business. So then the question remains, what do we do while we wait for instructions? Because I think a big problem for most people is that hearing the voice of god and being absolutely sure that it's him because we're like well he doesn't speak audio order audible anymore although we know he could and we can't say he doesn't to a strong degree because we don't know right irrespective of whether we've people heard him or not we don't know because we don't even believe people who say the Lord told me or I heard from the Lord and whether it's just it's the word of God that I'm holding on to or I heard a sermon or the song spoke to me or I saw a little bird and it reminded me of something. Oh, I had a dream. Because we know that he can speak in all kinds of ways. Including, I know the scripture says, he didn't come strong. He came in a, 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 a wind. When he spoke. And I guess I want to be compatible with God. And the things that he would have be done. You want to team up with God. Because regardless of people. I think he's the best sergeant, captain, master. Overseer, leader that one can have, knowing like there's no question that God on your side, you win. and to value what he values and to learn of his ways that those may be the method methods that we use because there's a war going on. Whether within ourselves or within people and communities and families, there's war happening. And it may seem to be subtle and little attacks. (laughs) And I wonder... when there will be peace and what I do know wars are costly in so many ways and irrespective of whether you started it Or created it. It's like you gotta soldier up because we're at war. War for our faith, war for our families, war for morals and integrity. war for our future war for our children war for education war for so much stuff and it's like well i don't want it to be like that me either (laughs) me either But that's what I'm seeing, and I'm personally experiencing. They sang the song today. Do you think I'll make a good soldier? Climbing Jacob's ladder. Every round goes higher and higher. I think how we honor people in the military. And we say thank you for your service. What about the army of the Lord? The martyrs. The people who stayed faithful. That didn't quit. That didn't quit on God. That stayed true, tried and true. So, song say, "Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true." And with Thanksgiving. I'll be a witness for you. Compatibility. Methods and values. It's gonna matter It matters now. I remember coming into 2018. I'm like, get your team. (laughs) 2018, get your team. Some people have been lost. Some people have left. I thought about it today. When it says, like, when you in the military, it's like, no man left behind. They say, if one is lost, you leave the 99 and go for the one. Now, of course, you will have the great falling away and people walk away and everything, and that's fine. And even with Gideon, he had to let many go. Many, 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 many. Just thinking, and this is the longest break I've ever taken. (laughs) And thinking about this. But you want to be able to come home from the war. And I asked God, I'm like, where the green pasture? Lead me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Leadeth me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff and comfort me. Thou anointeth my head with oil. I prepare at the table before me in the presence of your enemies. I think I skipped them. My cup runneth up over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow and pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because in war, it's frightening, it's scary. You got people enlisted early, and they got to go. And that's what we signed up for. And it's time. Because this is the thing. They're coming. So, whether or not we're armored up or not, uh, whether or not we're ready or not, will determine the outcome. And so, my favorite favorite song and anybody that knows me knows that this is one of my favorite songs I pray we all be ready I pray we all be ready so kind of somber but that's the conversation for today I hope it made sense have a great week. Make sure you say your prayers. Be safe. Be breezy. What did it say? Ahala. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app.